hello so my last relationship ended at the end of 2019 and i was in that relationship for a year and we lived together that whole time he spent the week working outside of the city and so we really only spent weekends together and sometimes you know he'd have a week off or something or like a long weekend but we didn't spend too much time actually together but I was very much in love with him um it was a love at first sight deal across cultures uh we moved in together within a month of knowing each other it was kind of an insane thing and I can't even believe I did such a thing because I'm really not that impulsive when it comes to relationships I can be impulsive when it comes to like a travel romance but not a relationship but I was in a different country so maybe you know it was like a relationship slash travel romance anyway the relationship ended one because we were incompatible culturally and two because he became abusive I'm really embarrassed to admit that but yeah that was the case anyway I thought a lot about why I would be in a relationship like that you know I'm pretty confident and I consider myself a feminist and I know that there are women out there who look up to me and might even admire me um so it's difficult to admit that I was in a relationship like that and I stayed until it got didn't like I didn't stay I mean it could have been worse that's so horrible to say it could have been worse but I stayed in that relationship until it got to the point where I was like like I had to ask someone for help I had to call my landlord I remember and I was like I need someone to come get me right now I need help right now it has to be now um it was really scary and you know if anyone else had been in that situation in the months leading up to it I would have told them to get the hell out of that relationship um but I don't know I thought I could handle it I thought I could handle it until I couldn't so why am I telling you this I mean maybe that explains why I've been single since then I mean we also had COVID and I feel like I'm just uh getting reacquainted with myself with this new version of myself even though these changes have been in the works for a few years before COVID but I'm also like getting used to dating again I mean the first time I even so much as touched another man sexually was 
in spring 2001, you know, so a year and a half after that relationship ended, like date, kiss, touch, hug, anything, right? Uh, It wasn't until then. And then, you know, it's like I'm still kind of finding my balance when it comes to even just dating. I feel like I mean, I feel like I went pretty quickly, like, through these phases pretty quickly um, in the last couple of years, I guess, because I haven't dated that many guys, and, like, even just, like, going out on dates, I haven't, I haven't really gone on that many dates, I haven't met that many men that I've been interested in, and I can definitely see a progression in terms of my level of comfort, just dating and feeling good with myself when I'm out with a man. Um, It's definitely, there's been a rapid progression. Like I feel very much like myself again now. It took a few years, but I think it took longer because of COVID, but I'm also really happy that we had COVID. Like it was, it was great for me. Was it good for you? I hope so. Yeah, okay, so why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I've been doing hip opening exercises. And so pretty much since that relationship ended, I've had a lot of tightness in my left pelvic area and my lower back on the left side. And I've never had, I never had that sort of thing. I've always had nice, loose, flowy hips, a really nice, loose, flowy walk, and dancing, I love to dance, nice, loose, flowy hip movements when I dance, and it just hasn't been the same since that relationship ended. That's the water pump. So I know enough about the body and human psychology to know that uh, it's because of trauma. I have some stored trauma there. I have some stored trauma, period. It's showing up there. So I've been trying to do some hip opening exercises. I increase the intensity of these hip opening exercises by adding some vibrations to them. I am traveling with my vibrator and I thought I can actually use this as a massager. So I did my hip opening exercise and placed my vibrator against, you know, muscle that was tight. I did this I I did this in a few different spots on my body like in within the pelvic region I know it sounds sexual it really wasn't um I did this for about 45 minutes until my vibrator battery the internal battery gave out um and then I stopped then later that night I woke up at about two in the morning 
from a nightmare, a terrible nightmare. I never have nightmares. Like I just, it's just not a thing. I am blessed with blissful sleep. I've had strange dreams, um, but I never have nightmares. I also haven't been remembering my dreams since I've come to this boat. So that was something that was bothering me because I would kind of remember, you know, like snippets of things, you know, like, you know how it is when you're, when you have like a bit of a recollection, but you, it's, but it's fleeting, you know, and you can't grasp it and like draw it into you and pull in the full memory. So I've been having a lot of that and just accepting the fact that I'm not remembering my dreams, even though it's noticeable because I do usually remember my dreams. Um, yeah, so I had this nightmare. I had a nightmare that I was back in New York and I was in like an alleyway, basically. Um, so behind apartment buildings, behind buildings, there's, there's usually alleyways. There are alleyways between the buildings and then behind there are like, they're almost like courtyards. They're just like, it's just like this empty space behind the buildings, right? This empty space. It's usually not that big. It's where, you know, you can store garbage and things like that. Um, so I was in a place like this in the middle of the night in between several walk-up buildings. Walk-up means there's no elevator. They were all about six stories high. It's very similar to the apartment building I lived in when I was last living full-time in New York, in Manhattan. So I was back there and I was leaving a relationship and I was really happy, like very kind of like happy-go-lucky, skipping around. Like, oh, I think I just like wasn't sexually satisfied. So I left the relationship. I broke up with a guy and everything was fine. And then I found myself in this alleyway slash courtyard thing. Um, in the dream, it was bigger than they would normally be. So I find myself there in the middle of the night and I'm prancing about. I look down at the ground and there's like a rectangle. And I see a gun and I think, oh my God, this guy is going to fucking kill me. And, you know, the sense of dread and horror took over. And I just started screaming, blood curdling screams, you know, help me, help me. I mean, like worse than that, really scary. Uh, just trying to get the attention of the neighbors. There's actually research that says that they would ignore you anyway, but I was desperate. I didn't want to die. And then as I was screaming, I suddenly felt the end the cold metal and the barrel in my mouth. I still tried to scream and then I woke up. I mean, this is not a pleasant dream, right? So I feel like it means several things. I don't think it means that I'm going to die. It was, But it was kind of scary because I just read this novel by <laughs> a Turkish writer. Her name is Elif Shafak. She's, um, she wrote this book about a dead prostitute in Istanbul. 
and (laughs) who was violently murdered. So I guess I kind of had that in my mind, you know, um, just put a little bit of the fear in me. But I was back in New York and I thought, I think, you know, I left New York at the end of 2016 and this is my third time away from New York long term for more than six months. The first two times, you know, the first time I just went back, I didn't really know what I was doing. The second time I went back after almost two years, um, it coincided with COVID. So, and it coincided with COVID and my father's death. So that was lucky, I think. Then, um, yeah, so now this is the third time. I have no intention of going back to New York. But I think part of me is holding on to some idea of New York. You know, I spent my whole life there and have a lot of connections there. Um, Was very active in New York. I know a lot of people. Um, A lot of them have actually left, like me. But I don't know, maybe part of me is still kind of missing that lifestyle um, and not fully committed to this like vagabond lifestyle that I have now that I've been attempting to live for the last couple of years you know on and off since 2016 minus COVID time two years of COVID time um so there's that and then I was thinking about this relationship And I really think we call people into our lives because they're showing us something. They're basically externalizing what is not conscious in us. And I realized that when I left New York, I was really beating myself up about it. I chose to leave New York, but I was like, I had a good job, but I didn't have like a passion there. And... You know, New York is the kind of place where living there is so intense, you kind of want to be extremely passionate about being there. You want to be there because there's no other place to be to do whatever it is you're doing, you know? And I was lucky. I had a good job that, you know, was not very demanding. I was treated really well. Um... And it just enabled me to live in New York and have a nice life. And I was just like beating myself up because I wasn't terribly ambitious. I beat myself up about having this job, which was like, for me, it was not a hard job, but it was not a job a lot of people could do. And I still had a lot of responsibility. Um, I mean, my responsibilities were easy, but I was responsible for like a lot of money, you know, and A lot of, like, I had, my responsibilities were easy, but they were also um, big responsibilities. They were easy for me. Anyway, so I was beating myself up about that. And then I quit that job. And then I was beating myself up for leaving. And then I left New York. And I was beating myself up about that. So, like, maybe this relationship that I was in was just a reflection of how much I was beating myself up, you know? 
he was just showing me like how I was already treating myself and I didn't know I was treating myself that way so then what is this like dream about someone trying to kill me and me being so freaked out like why would I be freaked out if like I want to leave anyway and so you want to leave okay we're really gonna make it final we're really gonna make your decision final you know what is so scary about that to me there's a lot that I have to let go of and I know I keep that's like a running theme here it's just like like things that I'm letting go of you know it's I guess it's an easy thing it's it's the expansiveness the this you know the sense of peace that continues to grow so what happens things it's a natural displacement right if you put a balloon in like a bowl of water and you it's deflated and then you inflate the balloon, some of that water is going to have to leave, you know? And that's like the image I have. I'm losing some of this water, some of this old stagnant water. Ah, but it's hard and it's scary. And why would I have such a violent dream? At least it's a dream, right? At least it's not physical violence in life. Um it really freaked me out it freaked me out so bad but I think it's just when it comes in a dream it's like you don't have to be afraid of it but it's so violent in that dream so that you pay attention and like gosh I just realized I have been beating myself up for years for years for years and probably my entire life I mean I had a nice life and I was just so hard on myself about it I have a nice life now and I'm still like hard on myself about it why you know and it's not even like this like polite social thing where like you have to hide how happy you really are I do feel happy, but I'm also beating myself up, like actually beating myself up, you know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, after that, I was able to go back to do calling in the one. So I actually could not do the exercises. Like I just couldn't bring myself to do them. And I did lessons three four and started five I have also a lot more energy um I have a lot more energy and I haven't had a lot of energy since I've been here so that's really exciting I don't know like I think so I think I had that dream because I did that hip opening exercise and I used the vibe, I used the vibrator to kind of speed it up. And then my my subconscious was like, okay, 
you want to speed things up, we're going to give you a really strong message to get you going. And we're going to make sure you do not forget it. We're going to make sure you don't forget. Um, yeah. Anyway, everything's great here. Everyone's being super nice. The other day I was stealing Wi-Fi from a cafe. I would have gone into the cafe, but um, there was no sun. It was an outdoor cafe. There was no sun on any of the tables. So I sat across the street, across the road, really, in the sun. And I was there for like 20 minutes. I was stealing their Wi-Fi. And the guy who works at the place who always sees me there, he came over and he brought me a cup of tea. <laughs> Which is what I really wanted. And he just brought it over. And obviously, like, they didn't charge me. I was I tried to pay them. And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> It was so sweet. It was so sweet. I really like it here. I'm having a great time. Um, anyway, I don't know. I hope, I hope you get something out of this. I hope that, you know, you're not beating yourself about, uh, about anything, but if you are, and you find out that you are, you know, I'm happy to have any part in that. However, tiny, minuscule, relatively insignificant. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. There's my updates. Uh, I will post an update on Calling in the One soon. And as Vicky would say, ciao for now.